welcome to episode 13, Lucky 13, of the Double O Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sophie D. Hi, this is Estress. I actually didn't know the episode number. I was the one who didn't know. <laughs> I just took a guess. I was like, I'm pretty sure last one was 12. Oh, wow. I was literally in a, th- in a fog. I was like, and when you said that, I'm like, oh, 13, yes, yes. So you one-up me this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lucky 13. It's very exciting. We should have recorded on a Friday. Oh, we should have. That would have been perfect. Like, on the 13th, that would have been, we could have gotten all the stars to align that way. Yeah, when when was the last Friday the 13th? Like that, not I want to say September, maybe? Uh, uh, the 14th? Okay, 16th. No. no. Uh, oh, May. May. Yep, okay, I just scrolled over. Yeah, it was in May. Wow, it just feels, I can't believe it's... It's December, going on December already. Yep. Wow. And we haven't recorded since BlizzCon. No, that last uh, episode was right before we left, although yeah. I didn't get it up until I came back from vacation. So probably yeah. doesn't seem as long ago for our listeners as it has been for us. Yeah. So what have you been up to? Um, well, I started raiding with the new guild. Um, I actually joined Big Crits, as you may or may not know, the you know the web show Big Crits. Oh, do you get it um, on TV? <laughs> no. Um, the, well, Big Crits basically is divided into two ranks. There's the raiders, who are the ones you see on the actual show, and then there are the casual raiders, which is known as the crew, um, and they are the group that I am a member of. And there's uh, there were two ten mans of the crew when I got there, and then they were looking to form a third ten man, which is what I was going to be a part of. And then we didn't realize that there was more demand for our ten man than we realized. Um, so they basically took that ten man and made it a twenty five man. Um, and I've been running. With them for a little over a month or a month now um so it's a lot of fun a lot of familiar faces um it's great to see a lot of you know familiar names and be in the same guild with them and um that's really cool and uh, it's kind of great to be on the inside you know i got to take a peek at the ej world from the inside and now i'm you know scoping out big crits from the inside and and it's cool it's cool it's just um we're still not really cohesive yet like we're still a new run so we're still getting used to each other we're still trying to finalize the roster and you know we're still um we're still dealing with that. But other than that, it's a lot of fun. It's good to be back in the scene again. And I'm learning how to be disc. That's fun. Um, I actually can't wait to be disc on some fights. And Wait, yo, you disc? Oh, yes. It's fun. I even have my power aura set up for it. And I have my, my mouse over macros for it. And, yeah, I, there are a couple of fights where I, I chomp at the bit. It's like, can I be disc? Can I be disc? And they're like, sure. What made you switch over? Um, it's fun. It's fun. And it's also, you know, I never minded being disc as long as I got to choose when I did it. So there are just certain fights that I've run into where I can't react as fast as I could if I were disc, like Heroic Domo, I wanted to be disc for. Um, And it's just me realizing that there are some fights that wholly just can't you know compete with and um so you know and they you know they let me do it you know there's never any question about it they never tell me what to do it's always you know can i go disc sure do you feel you need to yes and and they trust me which is what i really like and so i have my own i can make that call of what i want to be for what fight which is really cool that sounds awesome yeah, and then that was the problem I had all along with it was that people were telling me I had to be disc, and that was that's what made me sort of rebel against it because I didn't feel that I needed to. But it's one thing if I'm doing the fight and I'm going, God, this really isn't working. Can I go disc? And then they let me, and and they, you know, I have a say in it, which is which is great. So yeah, I'm kind of the same way. It's like when they 
tell me, oh, you have to go red. Or, more frequently, no, you're not allowed to do anything but heal. I'm like, oh, do I have to? But when it's, but when it's me volunteering, you know, I love playing red. I love tanking. I like just healing. You know, but it's when they try to make the decisions for me, I get kind of drag my feet. Yeah, for me, it's a trust factor. It's when they tell me that it's it's I I interpret it as them not trusting me to either know my class or to make the right decisions. And and I'm not saying that I'm a priest goddess or an expert, but I'd like to think I know enough of my class where I can say this spec isn't working here. Like like for Bail Rock, I know (laughs) Holy's awful for Bail Rock. I was I respect without anyone even having to tell me to. And, you know, but when when I know that something works and you don't trust me to make that decision, I get a little offended. Um, So that's where all the drama came from a while ago. Yeah, a lot of the fun of the game is being able to make your own decisions, too. Yeah. I get and, and they tell me where to put my beacon. So they <laughs> tell me where to put my beacon, I tell them where they can put their beacon. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> so you went on another another tour, another Bossy Pally bus tour? Yeah, but I didn't I didn't really meet very many so I don't think I met anyone from the blogosphere after BlizzCon. I met up with two former guildies from two different guilds, which was awesome. Okay. Uh, one of them I actually hadn't even uh, talked to in like three years. It just when I was, I was talking about Phoenix and we were talking about airports. And I say, oh, yeah, I know uh, an air, air traffic controller at the Phoenix airport. And I'm like, hey, he was an old guildie of mine. I could write to him. <laughs> but, well, you know, it's going to be really weird, you know, this having this girl that you t- used to be friends with three years ago writing to you out of the blue saying, hey, I'm in town. Like, how could you that? <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just had to go for it anyway. We met up for pizza, and it was great. It was, yeah, it was really exciting. I, I was so happy. And uh, I met up with another former guildie, that one from Conquest, who also in Phoenix. And then from there on, I was on my own. Did you find it was more enjoyable when it wasn't as socially packed, where it was just sort of you in the road? Uh, no, I think it was about the same, I'd say, because it's it's nice when you meet people that you know along the way because they can show you around or they give mm-hmm. you advice and things like that. And even when I was doing the northern trip last summer where I met people in pretty much every city, I still had a lot of time to myself. Mm-hmm. And this one, you know, I... I kind of missed knowing people and getting that advice, but at the same time, I was well prepared enough that I didn't mind, and I met people along the way. Uh, El Paso, like, the people there are so friendly. I think it's because they don't get very many tourists, like, (laughs) because a lot of the reasons people went to El Paso was to go to Mexico, but the city that borders uh, Juarez is really, really violent, so you shouldn't really be crossing over. So yeah. there was like the tourism there was dead. Mm-hmm. So pretty much everybody I met, they were so happy to see someone from another country wanting to see their city that mm-hmm. yeah, I got so much advice and restaurant recommendations. Like I, I, I didn't even have time to do everything people were telling me to do and um people were offering me rides, which was a little bit creepy so I turned that down. But <laughs> Yeah, everyone was so friendly and so helpful that I didn't miss having a local at all and then uh san antonio i i just met someone along the street he he wasn't wearing a shirt and he was kind of cute and he came up <laughs> he said hey you lost you look like you're trying to figure out where you are and i said yeah so he showed me around and we talked and it was great and uh um 
New Orleans was probably the most lonely because New Orleans is a, a gang city. That's a city you want to see with your friends. Yeah. So there's so much party stuff to do, so much good food, so much booze. Oh, there's booze everywhere in New Orleans. I mean, even by myself, I was drunk all the time because it's cheap and it's <laughs> everywhere. Like, you're just walking down the street and people are like, here, have a beer. And you're like, okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was, but, um, I met up with some people from Chicago and they were super nice, but we didn't, I didn't have a, like a phone, working phone number. Mm-hmm. So we, I ended up sleeping in their hotel room, but I left before they got up and I left them like a little note saying, you know, add me on Facebook, blah, 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 but they never <laughs> did. So I don't know what became of them, whether they thought I was weird or whatnot, but I haven't heard from them since, which was a shame because they were really nice. I had a great night with them. And, uh, a great night with them or a great night with them? Oh, just a great night. Oh, just a great night. Okay. What Not about, like the night we had. The, or... No. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you know, waking up with three strange men in our room. And... Uh, well, it was, was, was two men, but also another girl. So, you know, it was good. It was really good times. A half-dressed Logan. That was... <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm yes. glad you had fun. I would think I would think that being alone on the road would be a lot more... I don't, I don't know if it's inspirational or like... In retrospective, like I can't think of the right word, but just you on the road. Like I would think, you know, being lost in your thoughts, like that would yeah, be really, yeah, like that yeah, would be really bad. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot of thinking, especially on the train. You're just kind of looking out the window, do a little bit of reading, a lot of thinking. But it, yeah, it's good. It's a lot of fun. You feel so much better afterwards. Yeah, I haven't had a trip like that in so long. I think the last time I had a trip like that was when I broke up with my boyfriend and I took a two-day Greyhound from Nevada to Wisconsin, and that that was a lot of thinking. Kind of, kind of less fun, though. Yeah, I mean, but that was that was I wasn't thinking about what I wanted to think about. Where like if I was doing what you did just now, I would probably be thinking about like blog posts or a novel to write or something beautifully creative, not you know dismally, you know, I'm alone, heartbroken, emo. You know, that's the kind of lost in your thoughts you don't want to be. Yeah, I think I've had both. I've had trips where if something happens right before the trip, but I'm a bit melancholic, then I'll be thinking about that, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because I'm someone who needs to think a lot to give it over things. Mm -hmm. But trips like this trip and the spring summer trip, too, is a bit like that where everything was going pretty well in my life. So I just kind of sat back and looked at my life and was kind of happy about it and so you know things are going well and I'm pretty happy about where things are going and uh yeah so that's there's less life-changing thoughts that happen but it's it's I'd say more enjoyable because you don't have all those negative feelings right and I wrote a really mushy blog post while I was there because that's what happens when I'm <laughs> happy and thinking is I get really mushy and lovey-dovey nothing wrong with that um, so speaking of blog posts, um, that's basic blogging is basically the topic of this episode. We actually got the idea for this episode. One of our readers had emailed us, um, and actually he's on Twitter as well. I think he goes by FFPM Mark. Um, he also goes by Megacode, and he actually sent us the email the day or two before we left for BlizzCon. And he told us that we should do an episode about um, new bloggers, how to get started with blogging and how to get involved with the community. And we both thought it was a really good idea. But like I said, we already had the Thespius thing going. We were already packing and ready to go. So it did kind of get put on the back burner. Um, and I remember when it came time to get the show started again, I had asked you what you thought of that topic. And you seemed to like it as much as I did. And now here we are. And we would like to talk about that. <laughs> 
So, um, and I know that you have experience with Blog Azeroth, so you've been around a lot of new bloggers. Um, I just started getting involved with Blog Azeroth, so I'm starting to see that side of things too. And I think that you and I have sort of been around the block enough where we have some advice for people. So that's kind of the theme of the show. Yeah, I mean, we've both been blogging for a long time now. How long is when did you start? Like, it was over a year. Yeah, about a year and a half. I think I started in June. I was a June. But I mean, that depends on what blog. If you look at just the O blog, it's been a little over a year and a half. Um, but if you combine what I did with Divine Aegis, and then if you look at my work with Maticus, and then it's it's been about two years or more. And that's an interesting topic we could get into, too, of the different environments of blogging. Because I'm, I'm sure blogging with Maticus and blogging at Divine Aegis and blogging on your own... And, you know, if you really want to get into that, too, your old live journal from when you were a teenager, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're pretty different environments. Yeah, and that's actually something I remember I met up with a Vitae Machina from Twitter, um, Adam, I believe. Yeah, I saw yeah. you mention that on Twitter. I didn't know he lived near you. He actually lives in Minnesota, um, but he was here. Um, he had come here initially for some kind of business thing, and then the business thing didn't happen, but he already booked the room. So he was like, since it's there, I'm going to go visit people. And he and I had a really good time, and he had actually asked me uh, something similar in the vein of this episode. He asked me what it was like to write, you know, for Maticus, and then he mentioned, you know, he mentioned that there was a lack of, you know, conglomerate sites like that out there. And that kind of inspired me to talk about stuff like that here, too. So we're going to cover all those things and it should be fun. Our notes are really loose, so it's going to be kind of a fun and loose episode. It won't be as tight as our other ones, but it should be fun. Yeah, well, we're going to be talking about something that we both really enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead. I'm just going to pop up these newts. Um, the first thing I know I get asked, or I always feel inspired to kind of interject on, is I always hear people say, you know, what's a good reason to start a blog? Or what's, you know, how do you know when it's a good time or a bad time? Or um, what do you think? If you if you had somebody come to you and say, hopefully I would like to start blogging, what would you suggest for a new blogger? Pick a blogging platform and get started. Okay. And, you know, how do you tell if it's a good time? It's a good time if you feel like it. There you go. (laughs) So now, as far as I know, there's WordPress, there's Blogger, there's Posthumous or Posturus. I know Sinwise uses that one, Posto something. There's that one. Yeah, I think so. Uh, there's Tumblr. Um, I don't see people using that too often, but there's that one. There's yeah, I see people using Tumblr, but that's usually more just like for short thoughts. Posturus okay. is kind of the same way too. It's like little short things, but you could use it, I suppose, for a, like a larger post too. It's just really up to you. Yeah, because Sinwise is not a short blogger. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was on WordPress. When did he change? Uh, well, he has the Battlefield Manual, which is on WordPress, but he yeah. started he started his field notes, and it's a new site on Posturus. He updates a lot more frequently. I think he goes, like, every other day almost. Like, he's, he's on it. And, um, yeah, really, really long posts, um, very good posts as usual. But, yeah, he's been kind of bouncing between the two. Oh, that shows you how in the loop I am. I didn't even know about that. <laughs> Are you sure you're authorized to talk about blogging? <laughs> I can talk about my past experience blogging. I don't have a whole lot to say about the present, unfortunately. So is there a platform that you prefer? Uh, well, I've been with WordPress since I started, and I don't really have any complaints about them. The free WordPress is limited. You mm-hmm. can't put in the plugins that you want. And if you're completely into blogging, you have no idea what I just said. Uh, you can't get all the features that you want. You can't change the coloring of your site. You can pick certain themes, you know, certain layouts, but you can't really be creative. But because, you know, I have the artistic skill of a kindergartner, 
that's okay. <laughs> uh, people who are a little bit more artistic tend to go with blogger or they'll go with something that they pay for. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, what you did, right? Well, WordPress has come a long way. I did start off with WordPress. I did start off with the free. I, I still thought I could do a lot with it. And maybe it's just me being sort of a novice. Like, I felt I could still do quite a bit with it. Um, WordPress is pretty good about adding new themes. I, I want to say they add a theme every couple of weeks. Um, and they are different than the rest. So it's not as if they're new themes, but they're really not. Um, and then they also added a feature where if you pay, I think, $15 to, I think it's either 15 or 30 you can play with your fonts. So you can use a theme that already exists that WordPress gives you, but you can use a whole library of fonts. And I, I did that for a little while. Um, and then I went uh, self-hosted and bought a theme from another website um, because you can't buy themes and, and add them with a free WordPress. You have to be self-hosted in order to do that. But there's still a lot you can get for free. I didn't like Blogger personally, only as a reader. I've never tried using Blogger as a writer, but I know their comments. I feel like you have to go through a lot of hoops to leave comments. Yeah, I agree. That kind of turns me off a little bit. Like there's a weird drop down and like you can choose between like Google, OpenID, you know, AIM, and I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, they have a lot more trouble with spam than WordPress does. So you have to do a CAPTCHA, which is when you have to enter those weird numbers and letter combinations, which half the time you'll get wrong. I don't uh, even know what that is. CAPTCHA? Yeah. Well, you know when you go to leave a comment and there's like uh, a picture with numbers and letters and you have yes, to take okay. that out? Yeah. Yeah. And half of the time you can't even see what it is? Yeah. Yeah, and then there's times where you hit enter, or you hit OK, and it won't even like process it. It'll like you know, I, yeah, it's it's a handful. Yeah, yes, as you can see, we're pretty biased. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there are successful blogs that we do read that do like Blogger, and if it works for you, Godspeed. But we and like I said, I don't know, I don't know about Blogger from the inside. I'm only saying that as a reader, I don't enjoy it. Yeah, I think um, the paid ones aren't quite as bad, and some bloggers, I, I don't find them as difficult. Like. Pigtail in was a blogger. Okay. And I didn't have any problems leaving her comments, but then she was also, I believe, self-hosted. At least she had her own domain. Mm-hmm. But there was the extra step when you had to leave comments that the comments weren't, you know, you just didn't click on the comments and they appear like they do on WordPress. You actually had to go to a separate page where all the comments were. Wow. So what would you say is another, are there any other good reasons you would suggest? Uh, well, you know, Feeling like it is probably the most important one mm-hmm. uh, because you know, that's the biggest hurdle is getting over your lack of motivation. Uh, if you want to, sh- you, you have something to say and you want to share it with the world, that's a good reason to start blogging. Uh, mm-hmm. You actually, my own reason that I started was because I hated writing and I was a student at the time, and sometimes I had to write papers and they were a nightmare. <laughs> so far. So I thought, well, maybe if I wrote about something that I liked, you know, maybe then I'd be a little bit more motivated. You know, maybe I wouldn't bring myself to actually like it, but I would make it easier if I had a lot of practice. Mm -hmm. So I started writing about WoW, and yeah, that helped a lot. I still find it very difficult to get my thoughts together and get them out, but I find my writing style has improved a lot, mm-hmm. and I am much faster than I was when I started. So that's uh, another reason you can start blocking is because you don't want to. 
Yeah, I always suggest to people, too, if you feel like, to kind of build off what you said, if you feel like no one's talking about what you want to talk about, you know, I always, like, when I decided to be a priest, it was a really good time to be a priest blogger. Um, Avalana had just stepped down. Derevko wasn't sure what he was doing. Uh, Miss Medicina had been out of the scene for a long time. Um, so there really weren't that many priest voices. So it was a really good time to sort of fill that niche. Um, and I always tell people that. I always tell people to find their niche because there are so many people out there, especially when I hear people like Resto Druids, like especially when a new blogger is like, I don't know Resto Druid. And I'm like, well, what do you have that the, I don't know, I'm just a Druid. I'm like, don't do that because you're not going to set yourself apart. So, you know, I always tell people to either come up with a really clever name or, you know, find a way that you can make yourself different. You know, if you are a Resto Druid, but let's say you're strict 10-man Resto Druid, that's a great niche to fill. Um, if you're a role-playing Resto Druid, that's a great niche to fill. But, you know, I always try to, you know, steer people away from really general ideas because odds are there are other people doing it too. Um, and, and you need to find a way that you're doing it a little difference so that you don't, you know, blend in well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, if you want people to remember you. Of course, that's not saying even if you do want to write the same thing as everybody else, you can. You know, there's no rights and wrongs when it comes to blogging. It's just that if you want to attract a readership and you want to people to recognize you and know who you are, then you do want to step apart from the others and, and give something new to the community. And even though you're a resto druid and you're doing casual Ted mans like pretty much everybody else, there's still, maybe you're hilarious. You know, maybe you're right. just a really funny person. You can yeah. get leadership that way. Or maybe you're very personal. You like to talk about yourself. Uh, that There's a big audience for that. Maybe you like to post screenshots. You're a very talented photographer. There's a market for that. You know, as long as you're doing something that's you and makes you stand out from the crowd, the readers will come. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with writing about a topic that other people write about. And you're probably going to find that, like, especially if you decide that you want to write about news. Um, you know, I know when BlizzCon was happening, there were a slew of posts that were, you know, all about the new talent. So you're going to you're going to eventually intersect with other bloggers. But the point is that each of your posts should be different. You know, you should be able to read three different Paladin blogs that talk about the new talents and have each of them bring a little something different to the table or have it spin a little differently. I get worried when I see three of the same blogs and it's literally the same blogs at that point you're basically just writing ditto um so i always tell people you know to try to you know there's nothing wrong with writing about a same topic but make it so that it's you know you're still putting your own touch on it um, yeah I know and yeah and when it comes to news you're never going to compete with mmo champions or wow insider yeah um, but it's still important to, I know news is always big, you know, people, and people want to hear it from a human perspective, you know, because it's one thing for MMO to spit, you know, facts at you and numbers at you. But, you know, a lot of times people want to know what you think about it. And, um, and they want to know that maybe they're not the only ones that think a certain way. Like if there is a nerf coming, they want to hear people say that it sucks or, or the opposite. They want to hear people say that it's going to be okay. And they really want that kind of comfort and that connection. Um, so yeah, definitely. And again, that's the personal touch right there. Yeah. yeah. Cause so I, I see it all the time where someone just posts the patch notes and it's like, ta-da, mm -hmm. patch notes. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, I got the patch notes already. Yeah. <laughs> you know, give, give me some substance. Give me some human. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I know one bad reason that I would say, and I always tell people don't do this, don't do it for the numbers. Don't do it. I know people that live and die for their numbers, and they'll make a post, and they'll be like, only 24 people read me. I'm done. I'm never doing this again. 
don't do it for anybody but you. Like, if that's the reason you're writing, you're wrong. Like, that's not the way to go about it. Yeah. Um, the numbers I, are a bonus. You know, they're yeah. fun. They're they're really, really cool. You know, I remember when I started, I was refreshing that stats page all the time. And even now that I'm not blogging that much, I still get really depressed when I only get two page views. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you, it takes a while for them to ramp up. And you're never going to compete with, you know, with the WoW Insiders and the Madagascars mm-hmm. out there because they've just been around for so long. Yeah. And if you're just doing it for the numbers, you get you miss out on a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You, you miss out on what the numbers mean, and the numbers mean you're relating with people, you're getting to know others, you're sharing mm-hmm. your thoughts, and that's. Like, that's the motivation behind the numbers. And if you're just hung up on on the numbers themselves, then you're missing out on, on the big picture. I think it's also tough to rely on the numbers because there's really no accurate way to – like, there's so much you can read into. Like, when you click on WordPress, and I'm going to do it right now, and you look at your site stats, there's so much you can read into this. And, you know, and even this may not be entirely accurate. You could also go through Google Analytics. It's kind of like a world of logs parse where it's like if you're only looking at, like, the surface simple numbers, you're not really doing it justice. And, and even then, it like you said, it may not accurately represent what's really happening on your site. Um, you know, you may only get 10 page views, but if one of those views came from a guild that linked your post, that's huge. And you've got to think of that, like, wow, there's a guild out there that has my post. You're making an impact. And if you're too busy looking at those 10 page views, you're not going to see that. You're going to be like, oh, 10 shitty page views. But look at that. If a guild thinks enough of you, like, that's good shit. And, you know, you you get, you lose sight of the little things when you're, you know, wrapped up in that big fat number. And, it's just not healthy either. It's really easy to beat yourself up, up, self up, self up over it too. And I see a lot of new bloggers do that, where they, or they just get really self defeating. Like, oh, here's a retweet. You're not going to see it anyways. There you go. You know, that's a really <laughs> poor attitude. It doesn't yeah. sell very well either. You know, you, when you market yourself, you want to be enthusiastic. You want people to, to think, oh yeah, this is good shit. You know, I'm mm-hmm. reading something interesting, and you don't want to go vain and brag either. But don't put yourself down. Yeah, it's sort of like dancing. Like, you really have to do it like no one's watching. Like, just write what you want to write about, you know. And you can always sort of tell the bloggers, especially the new ones, you can tell when they're, I don't want to say trying too hard, but you can tell that they're trying to get that number, get that audience in. And they're more concerned with getting you to read them than actually giving you something to read when you get there. Um, And you don't want that to be the case. You want to try to attract people, but still have a reason for them to come, not just, aha, I got numbers. There's nothing here, but I got numbers. You don't want to do that. And I see people do that. They're so consumed with getting page views that they don't work on the quality of what you see when you get there. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. Uh, oh, I, I have this thing I wanted to say, too, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> oh, oh no, and it was really good, too. Oh, maybe it'll come back. <laughs> so designing your blog. Do you recommend going simple, fancy? Are there any, any designs that you see that kind of annoy you? What do you think? I think it's a real personal thing. It's just like your writing style. It has to mm-hmm. be you. Uh, my blog is very simple. I have some original artwork on it. It was I got done. to see that. Sorry, what? um, Hempia emailed me. I found out you got your artwork from her daughter. Yeah, I yeah. Didn't know. It's, also, it's on my about page. Yeah, it was um, Hempia <laughs> from Great. She's in Big Crits yes. with you. And uh, at the time, we were in the same guild. And her daughter does amazing art. She's yeah. A- great great artist and uh 
she was you're just starting to get herself out there and so she offered to do the artwork for my page and I'm like yeah and I've had the same artwork for the past like almost three years pretty much since I started blogging so at least two years and a half that I've had that artwork there and I love it I'm not ready to change it and other than that everything is really really basic but then you see other blogs that have fantastic uh, layouts you know they they either hired a web designer to do it or they are a web designer and you know that's great too and when I go to a blog I like when it looks really nice but if it is just ordinary but the writing is there then that's okay too you know I think it just all has to fit together yeah, you and like you said, you don't want again beautiful design, but you know either no posts or crummy posts. You know where they're trying to distract you with the, you know my posts aren't that great, but look how much time I put into the graphics. I think it has to be a balance of the two. Yeah, or if you have, if you're really into graphics and you have like a photo blog where it's like just cool screenshots that you took and your layout is awesome because you're an artist, then you know that's awesome too. I would be more inclined to forgive a blog where the graphics weren't that great, but the posts were good. Well, I would be... you saying that you know, artistic style posts are bad? No, 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 no. I, what I'm saying is it's if, if a blog is committed to writing and writing, okay. so they're not a screenshot blog, they're not a comic blog, they're not a, you know, any kind of artistic blog, like they're literally just giving you word posts. I get, I, I tend to be less... Um, I tend to be more critical of a blog like that when it's all pretty, but the posts aren't that great. Well, yeah, I can deal you, your layout kind of stays the same for a while. And, uh, you know, you go to it once, you're like, okay, yeah, great artwork, love it. But if the posts are kind of boring, you're, you're never really going to come back. Yeah, but I, I'm more forgiving of a blog where the design is not that swell, but the words are amazing. I can overlook that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I read through a reader anyway, so chances are I'll probably only see your blog the very first time I go on it, and then I'll never see it again. So readers are really good. I know we didn't mention this in the notes, but I know I'm kind of, I've been on, I'm still kind of new to readers, and I've been blogging for a long time. What exactly is a reader? Because even I'm not really clear on the concept. <laughs> to be honest, me neither. I use a reader. <laughs> And that's all I know about readers. Uh, you can subscribe to blogs so that it comes up in this. Maybe maybe you can have it like a, as a program or or all, like an email. It's like an email, but just for blog posts. So whenever someone that you're subscribed to posts new blog posts, it shows up in your blogging your blog email. It's not exactly like an email, but it's kind of like that. And uh, yeah, I'm probably just confusing the heck out of everyone. But yeah, no, I, this is essentially a, a tool, an interface where you can read blog posts without having to go on the actual blog themselves. It just sends the post to you. You can you only need to go on one page, and then if you want to see more of the post, like you want to see what the post look like looks like on its on the blog with the layout. If you want to read comments, uh, you can just uh, yeah, you can click on it and go on the blog. But uh, that's what I use because I subscribe to pretty much every blog that I can. And I like to organize them, so that way if someone comes up to me and says, hey, do you know a good priest blog? I'm like, yeah, I, I know 40. Do you, would you like the links? Mm-hmm. And so that's, yeah, that's why I use a reader. And I subscribe to everyone, and if the post interests me, I read it. If a post doesn't interest me, I don't. So it, it helps me pick and choose. And I have, like, my favorites, which, um, where I read all the posts. And then those are the ones that, you know, either they're very class-specific or they're just, you know, they don't interest me that much. Those mm-hmm. are just my class, like, you know, priest or uh, druid blogs or shaman blogs, and they're all that way so that I can find them easily, but I won't necessarily read all the posts. 
So basically, in summary, to my understanding, a reader is a way for you to subscribe to a blog. And rather than having to click on the blog or type in the address for every blog you want to read, it's a way for you to get all of the updates sent to you. And that way, they're in one kind of concise place. And you can just go down the list if you want to and and get them that way. Yeah. You okay. would, I said ten minutes. You managed to say in three seconds. <laughs> no, I just, I just, I was, I, I did it for myself basically. Because like I said I'm still kind of new. I don't use a reader. I still, I still go down my blog roll and I click on every link. And I, <laughs> okay, I'm afraid I'm, I'll forget, uh, or not I'll forget, but I'll miss something exciting if I do that. At least yes. with my reader, even if I do miss something, someone will bring it up. I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. I subscribed to that blog, and I go. <laughs> And that's another thing you don't want to get wrapped up in is your subscribers. Um, I don't know how many I have. I've been given a ballpark figure, and I don't want to know. Um, I know WordPress does give you a loose figure of your post subscribers and your comment ones. Don't read into it. Yeah, those are just the people who manually subscribe to your blog yeah. through WordPress. So these are other WordPress users who clicked on a little icon to subscribe to this blog through WordPress. So that doesn't include your Google Reader subscriber. It doesn't include all the people who you, who are using FeedBurner, which is, I guess, the well, for, for all readers, FeedBurner is kind of like manages everybody's subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I understand, FeedBurner is probably the most accurate. I don't know what mine is. I don't know, but you also bring up a really good point, sort of like we mentioned with the views, is, you know, there really isn't a 100% accurate way to determine your subscribers. So, and it you know, you, all the time. What was that? It changes all the time. If right. you, so, like you I said, blogs that have feed burner, especially the big blogs, like they'll change to like a hundred subscribers. Oh, yeah. So within a day. Yeah. And if you're like I said, if that's something that you're hanging on, you're looking at an emotional roller coaster. Like you don't want to track that shit. Like you don't want to sit there and be like, I was at 134, now I'm at 172, and now I'm at 91. Ah! Don't, 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 don't get wrapped up in that. Just don't do it. It's not good. Kind of like Twitter followers. That's another thing which we can certainly segue into. So once you start writing your blog, like let's say you've got the blog, you throw up your pretty little design, you've got really great posts, how do you get people to come to your blog? Well, one of the ways is Twitter, um, which I actually didn't start using until after I started writing for Divine Aegis, because Divine Aegis had its own Twitter account. And to me, it was very magical. And I, I didn't understand that you can set Twitter up to auto-tweet when you post something. I always thought it was just really magical, like, ooh, and <laughs> <laughs> very confusing. Um, but yeah, Twitter is huge. Yeah, especially right now, you know, different marketing avenues depend on your time, like mm-hmm. your era. And right now, Twitter, I think, is the big one. A lot of people are on Twitter, lots of non-bloggers who just like, play WoW, want to talk about WoW. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're all on Twitter now. And so this is a really good time. If you want to advertise your blog, get on Twitter. And I think more importantly than get on it is be active on it. Um, you know, it's very easy to lurk. It's very easy to, you know, sort of hang out in the background. But I know me personally, I love when people talk to me. I love when people say good morning and, and I can say good morning to them. I love when people interact with me. Um, I like seeing that they're actually tweeting. Um, oh, yeah. You, know, you can treat it as your own personal chat room. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't even really have to tweet to anybody in particular. You know, tweet, Twitter's really good for just saying, man, these green beans didn't turn out well. You know, or this shampoo's not lathering the way I want to. You know, talk to yourself. And, yeah, and, and, you know, after after a while, you'll get to know other people on Twitter, and, you know, someone will answer you and say, yeah, I don't like the shampoo either. Yeah. I this brand. 
Yeah, but you know that can't happen if you don't say anything, and that can't happen if you don't you know say something to other people or take the initiative. And um, you know, Twitter is a huge way to get you know better page views, especially if you get into the retweets. Um, if somebody if somebody likes, like let's say I send a tweet telling people that I have a new post out, and you really like it, you can choose to retweet that to everybody who follows you. Um, and then let's say somebody who follows you liked my post, they can retweet it to their people people, um, you really can expose yourself to a massive audience through Twitter if you do it properly and if you, you know, if people really like what you do. It's kind of, I, it's kind of, I can't even, I can't even fathom it sometimes, like the reach that it has. Yeah, yeah, and Twitter seems to be the, up, the, the going way right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, another way that is really helpful is just commenting on other people's blogs. Yes. And, and leave real comments, don't just say, mm-hmm. oh, hi, I like your blog, please read mine. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind if people do it on my blog, but I know some bloggers get really ticked off when yeah. people do that. But, you know, just comment, and most blogs, you can click on a, on the commenter's name and find their blog. So, yeah, I me mean, as a reader, I, I love to read blogs, and mm-hmm. me as a reader, if I see someone leaving a cool comment, I'll click on their name, because I mm-hmm. want to see who this person is, and, you know, if this person leaves a funny comment, I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally want to read this blog, I like laughing, and, um, or if someone's really thoughtful, I'm like, yeah, I like thinking, I'll go read their blog, so, yeah, that's, just comment on other people's blog, make it obvious for them to be, like, make it obvious for them to find you, mm-hmm. uh, some other blogs have this, um, uh, what's it called? Like that that when you leave a comment it shows the link a link to your blade. Yes. Oh. Um I think it's comment love. L U V, I wanna say. The little heart. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So those those blogs are good to comment on. And yes. depending on the size of the blog that you comment on, you'll get different results. If you comment on a big blog, you'll probably get a lot of hits, which is good. You know, you get your name out there. If you comment on a smaller blog, you might make a new friend. Mm-hmm. Which is also Really good. Uh, making friends and networking is a way to go. Um, and and personally, I say that's probably the most rewarding thing about blogging is all the awesome, awesome, awesome people you meet along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I mean, I, in going back to what we said before, I, I leave a comment because you genuinely want to. Don't do it because you know it's going to get you page views because it will come off like that. Um, you know, if you know there are some blogs that you read and you may not like the post or you may not be able to relate to it, you don't have to leave a comment. You know, you, it, I'd rather I'd rather somebody leave a genuine comment that they really did like it rather than one where I know they're just looking for an audience. And um, you know, I think that that really shines through. Um, so be genuine if you do decide to leave a comment. You know. And, and also, yeah, it goes by the quality of the comment. A, a quality yeah. comment will get you more hits anyway than a bad yeah. comment. So it's it's like you, you two stone, the like two birds with one stone. You you get to comment and get into interaction with the person who wrote a blog post that interested you, and it's a way to put your own blog out there. Yeah. Um, going back to Twitter for a second, too, it's also really good to participate in Twitter events. Like, I know Follow Friday is really big. Um, that's a great opportunity for people to get your name, for people to find out who you are. And it's also a really good way to promote people that you like as well. Um, so definitely get involved with that. Um, you know, retweet other people if you find something that you really like. You know, really get involved with Twitter. Um, and those are two of the best ways that I know of. I know somebody also started something. They don't do it too often, but I've seen the hashtag. 
of Retro Wednesday, um, where some people will take a really old post that they wrote and like link it. And that's a really good way, you know, to maybe get some attention to a post that didn't get some back in the day, um, or even see what other people were like back when and what they've been writing about now. That's something fun to participate in. Yeah, that does look like a lot of fun. That's one thing I haven't done yet, but that I might, I don't normally go for all the trends, but that's yeah. something that, that kind of interests me. Yeah. And like we said before with pages and subscribers, it's really easy to get lost in the Twitter followers. I know there's a program, there's many ways where you can track who's following you, but, or like you're following them, but they're not following you. Don't, don't even get don't involved do with it. that. Don't do it. Yes. <laughs> Especially because Twitter's really well known for unfollowing people randomly, um, that you didn't mean to unfollow. So it's very easy to think, oh God, she's not following me. She hates me. When in reality, it could just be Twitter being Twitter and she doesn't know she's not following you and it's not that serious and just don't, don't get lost in your subscribers or who's following who. Just don't do it. Don't. That's always what I tell myself. If I notice someone not following me anymore I say oh it must be an accident that person yeah. probably doesn't hate me I don't even look at that like I I, I am very meticulous I, about I don't my- I don't really look at it but sometimes you can't help but notice it's like oh that, that's funny I haven't seen anything from that person in a long time and you look oh they're not following me anymore but yeah I, I don't go out of my way to look and I think that's really unhealthy because you'll have stomach aches to last you the rest of your life if you do that yeah, I tend to notice it when I'm trying to DM somebody. I don't know, and then I when I try to send them a private message, I think you can only do that if you're both following each other. Yes. I've heard that's changed, but I can't. Prove it might it. be if they're following you, just so that you can't get DMs from bots. I don't know because I've had a couple people that were following can, me. I think you can t- you can DM people that follow you, but you but if you don't follow them, you can still DM them. And I'm not sure. I haven't really. Yeah. Um, in any event, though, like I said, it's just something you don't want to obsess over because, like Oafley said, it will consume you. So, um, Another great way, which we both have, you have more experience with this than I do, is Blog Azeroth. Blog um, Azeroth. For those who don't know, Blog Azeroth is a forum. It's a, a board um, that is uh, run by the folks of Twisted Nether. Is that right? Uh, it's not really run by them. Fimless is an administrator, so if you mm-hmm. need something fancy to be done on Blog Azeroth, you can get a hold of him, and he'll okay. do it for you. He's really nice. Like, don't don't be intimidated by him. Um, but it's it's I guess it's run mostly by the moderators. It was started by Thalia, who you okay. guys who, who newcomers to the WoW scene might not remember, but you might remember the the shirt in Olduar. The, there was a leather vest named after her. Thalia's sprouting seed, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so she started blog Azeroth, and she pops in once in a while. Not very often. She's accessible by DM, though. But uh, the people keeping it going are the moderators. Uh, I was a moderator for a while. I think I still technically am, but I haven't been around in months. <laughs> I, I had to take a step back uh, just because I had too much going on. But, uh, no, there's some great moderators there's uh Windsor and Jada and Amaranth. Yeah, Amaranth has been awesome. She's really taken over. Uh Jammin, I think. Yeah, there's quite a few of them. And uh yeah, if you're new to blogging, there's an introduction uh forum. You go, you post your blog. That's a lot of the new blogs that I follow, that's where I get them from. And I know a lot of other uh readers when they run out of ideas or they you know all their their blog role dies, they go and to blog Azeroth and look down the introduction forum. Plus somebody will welcome you. And if you have questions or you want to get into some blogging related discussions, it's all there. 
and yeah. you're pretty much guaranteed an answer. You know, it might not look very active, but the moderators are always around. If you post a question, you will get an answer. Yeah, and I mean, it's it covers everything. Like, I'm actually looking at the site right now. Um, they have ideas for shared topics, which are huge. You will see a lot of bloggers get their inspiration from that forum thread. Um, and you can contribute as well as take them up on it. So if you have an idea that you think would be good for other people to write about, you can leave that there. If you're having writer's block, you don't know what to write about, there's a thread for that too. They do have technical forums as well, where if you do have Blogger and WordPress and you don't know how to configure it or anything like that, they can help you with that too. Um, if you do decide that you want to springboard into podcasting, there is a little thread about that too. Um, they also have general discussions where if you don't want to talk about anything gaming or blogging related, you can just go and kind of shoot the breeze. If you're looking for guest posts, if you want to be a guest poster, or if you want to offer yourself as a guest poster, you can find that too. Um, you know, It's really a great site. They also have events as well. Um, I just got done judging the Thanksgiving event, um, which was Oh, are the uh, no, the uh, scoring is due tomorrow, so okay. I think she's going to release it tomorrow. But they have events where it basically revolves around a shared topic. Like the Thanksgiving one, you had to give thanks to bloggers that you really enjoyed and, 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 and podcasters that you really enjoyed. And uh, you could do it. Some people sent in videos that they made. Um, other people, like Fannin, um, did like a role play kind of story. You're actually in there, by the way. Yeah, um, it was um, – that because that actually sort of happened in real life. That was our – our um, Brewfest party. Right. That he um, turned into a, uh, a story form. Yeah, so some people did like screenshot collections. So, you know, they do different things for that. And they also offer prizes. Um, you can win pets in game. You can win mountains in game. I know they were offering stuffed animals at one point. Um, so you can really get tangible items for participating. Um, and then by extension, they also do the welcome wagon on Twisted Nether, um, where they will highlight up and coming blogs or they will, you know, give people a chance to maybe be on the show as well. So it all kind of feeds into each other. And, you know, if you're new and looking to be, on the scene, this is really where it gets started from. You can really get your start there. Um, so it's a really good place to be. I admit that I hadn't taken part in it for quite some time, and I just now got back into it. And it's really great to see all the new bloggers. And, um, you know, just I, I, didn't re I didn't even realize what you could do with this site, but it's really incredible. Yeah, and there's a chat room too, although I don't know if it's still live and going. But uh, for a long time, there was a chat room. Yeah, I was never into that. I was really involved with Blog Azeroth for well over a year. So mm -hmm. I never took part in the chat room. But uh, the, the information's all up on the website. If you're interested in that, you can go check that out. Mm -hmm. See if that's still still active. And, but yeah, I mean, and I mean, speaking personally, I've done a lot of Blog Azeroth stuff. I participated in every shared topic for about six months. It was a really good writing exercise. Uh, got my blog up and running, and it trained me as a writer. So uh, yeah, I mean, I I'm well, I say nothing but good about the share topics. Yeah. Yeah. And they really appeal to everybody. You know, if you, even if you are more of a class specific blogger or you are more of a rating blogger, you know, they're pretty general. You know, there's something where, you know, you wouldn't read them and think, oh God, I can't write about this or it doesn't apply to me. They really do work hard at creating something for everybody. Yeah, and they're not uh, hard set rules, they're a theme. Yeah. So yeah. you can, and actually, it's even better if you do turn it into whatever it is you want to write about so you use it as a starting point for what will come for the post so it's not necessarily oh the, this topic is i'm trying to think of 
one of them was like an interview with your character. I'm not a role player. And uh, so I, I just kind of did it my own way. I, you know, I was kind of like joking around and uh, I kind of treat my character badly. So I did it that <laughs> way. And it was very personal. It was away from the original topic. And my post was very different from everybody else's. But that's why my post got a lot of attention was because it was different. Yeah. So, yeah you just use them as a starting point and make turn them into something completely personal. And uh, I don't know if they're still doing that, but uh, at least when I was moderating them, I'd post them on Twisted Nether, and then uh, on Twisted Nether episodes, they'd talk about them. I don't know if that still happens. Yeah, I'm not positive either. I know that there's a shared topics thread, um, but I don't know if it's being incorporated into the podcast at all. Um, let's find out since we are here. <laughs> Is it twistednether.net or twistednether.com? Dot net. Dot net. Okay, we are we are live and finding out. Okay, um, resource spotlight, which shared is good. Topic. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Shared topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get a, you get a link on Twist and Adder. Yeah, and they cover. They don't just choose one or two. There's like at least a dozen here. Although they pick them all, they link everybody's. So oh. you're guaranteed a, a link unless you're late to the party and post it after the deadline. You'll get a link on Twist and Adder and it's, I mean, Twist and Other doesn't get that many hits because they're a podcast. A lot of people listen through iTunes, but they, I've had readers tell me that they've met me when mm-hmm. I first started doing shared topics back in the day because I had a funny blog name and they found me on Twisted Nether. They're like, oh, that's a really funny blog name. I'll check out that blog. So it is a good way to meet new people and, and get new readers. Yeah. And like I said, you can also use that as a stepping stone to possibly getting on the show as well. Um, I know I going through the list of names, I've heard quite a few of these people on and I know that they do like to highlight more of the newer bloggers. So I, I, I don't want to get your hopes up that you're guaranteed to be on the show, but it definitely goes a long way towards getting you closer to that if you wanted to do that. Yeah, if you want to be on their show, you can write to them and ask if you yeah. can be on the show. They are yeah, totally for that. I know when I started blogging, I was a little bit shy about doing things like that, but they they often say they sometimes have trouble knowing who to invite, yeah. and they're afraid that the people that they invite won't want to go on the show. So yeah, go ahead. If you know, <laughs> it's probably not something to do if you're just brand new to blogging. Like wait until you're established. But <laughs> if you've been blogging for a little while and you want to go into Twisted Nether and chat with Hydra and Family, so just send them an email. I'm sure they'll be very happy to hear from you. Yeah, it's it's very not intimidating at all. They could not be more welcoming towards you and warm towards you. And again, it's a lot of exposure, um, which is great for that. Um, while we're on the subject of podcasts, another great way to get your name out there is guest posts or guest hosting on things. Oh, yeah. Um, what do you think about that? Uh, guest hosting is sometimes hard. Um, everybody wants you. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess I'm not funny enough. Um, no. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm not bitter at all. Um, <laughs> no, uh, where was I going with that? Yeah, guest posting. Yeah, and I've never heard of a blogger who turns down guest posts. Mm-hmm. Just saying. You know, some bloggers will be out there and saying, please, please send me a guest post. But even bloggers who don't say that, yeah, I mean, the only time I've ever turned down a guest post was from some bot who wanted to link to the website. Oh, yeah. It had absolutely nothing to do with WoW. <laughs> um, but other than that, you know, if every time someone's come to me and asked, oh, can we do a post exchange, I was all for it. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, you know, everyone, and even if you don't want to do post exchange, because you might get more no's for an exchange than for an actual, here, have this post. Yeah. Everyone loves getting posts because that's less work for them. So, yeah. and even some big sites, um, 
I know Maticus loves getting guest posts. I think there is a certain uh, standard, but mm-hmm. it's not like, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, it's not high at all, but you know, <laughs> it's accessible. You don't have to write this you know, New York Times worthy post to get on his site. Like He likes getting blog posts. And I think even WoW Insider, though, they might be a bit more selective, but WoW Insider takes guest posts as well. You may even get paid for it if mm-hmm. you're American. They don't take foreigners. Um, even Canadians? They don't take Canadians. They, oh. they would hire Canadians as regular writers, but because of laws, they can't pay a guest posts. But wow. if you want a guest post for free, they'll let you. I don't know. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, they made a post about it once. Um... But yeah, and some of the smaller podcasts, if you want to hang out with them, they're usually pretty open to people asking if they can be on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that, too. I know another thing that I always hear people asking is I know people get the idea to maybe do a blog with somebody. Um, You know, they want to do like a partnership blog or they want to do like a collaborative effort. What would you, what do you say about that? Don't do it. No. (laughs) (laughs) If you like working in a team, and you like the people that you work with, it's great. If not, it'll be a nightmare. The only problem I've had with it is that you really need to find people with a similar work ethic that you have. Like if you, you know, if you, if you post a lot and you end up being paired with somebody who posts once every six weeks, you're not going to get along very well. Um, if you have one writing style and then they have a separate writing style, it can be charming depending on what kind of writing style, but you know, you really, you end up counting on that person a lot more than you probably planned on it. And if you, if you both go into it with the right mindset and you both, you know, you know, then it can work out really well. But I've been, I've been, I I did two collaborative efforts. I did Divine Aegis and then I was part of World of Maticus. And the problem with Divine Aegis was that I was doing all of the work. Um, I was the one solely keeping it afloat because my partner wasn't writing anymore, but yet she still had her name on the website. She was still getting traffic. And And it was technically her blog, so she was getting all the credit for your work. Right, and I was feeling very bitter about that. And I I just felt like people weren't there to see me. and, And even even when I would write new posts, they would sort of brush me aside and be like, yeah, 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 we're here for her. And it was like, oh, and that's not a good feeling. And then with World of Maticus, it was more personal. It, you know, it basically turned into I wasn't getting along with certain people and, um, you know, that was difficult. Um, so, again, that was something that got in the way that I didn't plan on. So either of those things can be roadblocks if you want to do a collaborative effort. Um, but if you can get all those things to align, it can be a beautiful experience. Like with Divine Aegis, Lilitharian and I got along beautifully. Like that was so not the issue. It was purely professional. Um, with Maticus, professional was great. It was more personal that got in the way. So if you can sort of align the two, yes, posting with people can be an amazing experience. But if one of those things is not working, it won't go very well. And, and uh, what about that, that other joint effort of yours, the uh, Devil O podcast, huh? What that one? <laughs> well, you know, she's kind of, you know, she's Canadian. <laughs> and, I mean, and, you know, she brings men to my room, conventions, and, no, I just, I can't do all. I really, <laughs> you know, I'm just, no, I mean, and that's great, too. But, I mean, again, we cover both of those things really well. Like, we do work well together, and we do like each other, and we do work well professionally, so it works. You know, Yeah, I think communication is really important. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, 
Uh, forums are also really big to get your name out there if you do want to participate in things like Elitist Jerks um, or MMO Champion has boards as well. Um, you know, Blog Azeroth is technically a board, but there are other sites out there too. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones that might plus heal. heal. For the healers? Yeah. Um, not so much a message board, but Wowhead has a guide section. So if you're it's- into guide writing, you can double post your guides, like cross post your guides, post one there with a link back to your blog, and you can get quite a bit of attention from that. Right. If Especially post- if it's good. Yeah, if you post on the wow boards, you can add a link in your signature. Like, there's lots of really subtle ways that you can promote yourself without going the obvious route. And, and you know, you definitely have to find what works for you. Um, you know, if you feel like maybe, you know, your your market is oversaturated, you can find more obscure ways to get your name out there. Um, also, too, I know a lot of podcasts like it when people can – you can call in and, like, leave voicemails and leave comments. And I think you could even do that with Twisted Nether. Like, you can say, hi, this is so-and-so, and you, know, you can even plug yourself that way too yeah i think you can yeah there's a number on the website yeah so there's a number of ways to get your name out there if you're willing to do that yeah and find yourself communities where the people would enjoy your blog like yes linking to your wow blog on a i don't know star wars site you might (laughs) not get as much attention um the you write a tanking blog, you write on Plus Heal. You know, it, it's not the site you if you, you want to write on Plus Heal, go ahead. But it's probably not where you're going to get the most traffic. Mm-hmm. But say you do write a tanking blog, you love writing guides, like talking about tanking, everything tanking. Go hang out on uh, Tank Spot. Go hang out on Main Tank It In if you're a Paladin, and uh, keep a, a link to your blog in your signature, and you're guaranteed some attention. Yeah, you definitely have to target yourself to your audience. Like I know uh, Palmetto Rose is one of my Twitter friends and my real life friend. I've actually met her and she, when she first started blogging, she kind of did that too. Like a lot of her posts were about her personal experiences, not really gaming related. Um, she talked about some things related to her being bipolar and, you know, she would keep advertising herself in wow related ways. And it's like, you know, you're not going to get the audience for your bipolar posts if you're advertising in wow centric areas. You're just not aiming your yourself at the right audience, um, you know, and then vice versa, you know, you wouldn't go to a bipolar message board <laughs> and be like, let's talk about Echo of Light. It just wouldn't work. And and you really have to, you know, understand what your niche is and, and tailor yourself to that. Yeah, I mean, and you always can if you want. I'm sure a lot of WoW players have bipolar disorder. It's a fairly common disorder. And I'm sure many people with bipolar disorder also play WoW. But yeah, it's not where you'd get the most attention. Yeah. Yeah, and I see that sometimes too. And and you can even kind of see, going back to Twitter, you can kind of see the circles. Like you can definitely tell more of the RPers, you know, they kind of, com- you know, commiserate amongst themselves. And you can see more of the art crowd and you can see more of the, the raiders. And you can kind of, you can kind of determine from the conversations who communicates with who. And, and that's how you'll get promoted. You know, if one raider likes you and they retweet you, most of the people who see that retweet are going to be raiders as well. And that's the way to sort of get yourself to the right audience if that makes sense. Yeah, that also brings up a good point of this is, this is something I've seen people worry about are the clicks. Yeah. And I say don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, I actually even saw one blog post. It was so sad. Like, it, it bothered me for a really long time. But she was saying she's been a blogger for a long time, about three years. And she said she didn't feel like she belonged in the WoW blogging community. And she felt like everybody was in clicks and she was left out. And... Mm-hmm. I, for the life of me, couldn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And that's 
Like, I don't know if I can just reassure someone who's worried about that, that if you get out there and you get on Twitter, you don't even have to be outgoing. I'm the shyest person ever. And <laughs> I still made friends. Yeah. You know, people are, are, are really friendly. Don't go in there with an attitude of, oh, I'm never going to make friends. Just mm-hmm. go in there with an open mind. Say, you know, whatever happens will happen. And with an attitude like that, you'll make friends. Guaranteed. There's And there's lots of different types of personalities. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm usually fairly mellow in my public relationships, but there's people that I like, people that I don't like. I mean, after BlizzCon, someone even called me a mean girl uh, because <laughs> I guess they were just so surprised at the fact that I don't get necessarily get along with everyone, mm-hmm. and that's normal. You, you're never going to get along with every single person, Yeah. And, and so that's not something to worry about. Just make friends with the people who are like-minded, be respectful of those who are different, but you, you don't have to be friends with everybody. And you'll still have friends even if you're weird or even if you don't see these things the way you think everybody else does. You'll make friends anyway. It's also really easy for people to read into tweets as well. Like some people, like Vixen, for example, Vixen doesn't tweet very often. She does, you know, I don't even think she really plugs the blog too often on her Twitter. It would be really easy to be like, oh my God, Vixen didn't reply to me. She hates me. I'm doomed. You know, you have to understand that not everybody uses Twitter the same way. And and because they don't retweet you or because they don't reply to you, it doesn't mean they don't like you. At the same time, you can have a Twitter conversation for months and that doesn't mean that you're friends with that person either. Um, it's very easy to read into that and and especially if you're trying to determine who likes you, I wouldn't base a lot of it just on tweets alone. It's very easy to get wrapped up in that. And um, like you said, that that person who wrote the post of nobody likes her, maybe there's a click. You know, I'm not going to say that she's wrong, but I'm also going to kind of wonder what she might have been reading into or what she may have interpreted. And maybe it wasn't like that. And, and she actually wasn't on Twitter. She might be now. At the time, she says she wasn't on Twitter. I'm like, well, you know, if you don't go where everybody is, you might feel left out. But even without yeah. Twitter, I mean, Larissa was never on Twitter, and she was one of the yeah biggest bloggers. Um, Rohan does have a Twitter, I think, but he doesn't use it. And, uh, yeah, not all of the... Is you know, that the guy from Blessing of Kings who doesn't reply to my comments? Yeah, but he's the, as far as I know, he is the longest continuing blogger out there. He's, like, okay. the granddaddy of all bloggers, so he's in his right to not answer comments. <laughs> If you've been around, if you're the blogger who's been around the longest, you're allowed to not answer your comments. Oh, wow. So let's go ahead and cover that next. Let's talk about comments. <laughs> answer um, your comments. I, I do like people who answer their comments. Yes. Um, now, there's some I don't think you're obligated to. Like, if somebody, you know, I, 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 I don't think you need to, like, my coming out post, I got 90 comments on it. I very well what? could you do. You want to answer 90 comments? <laughs> What's wrong with you? But there were some that I really felt like I didn't have to say anything. What was that? You selfish person, not answering all many comments. I'm a veteran. Um, I just felt like, you know, there were some posts where, I mean, I didn't want to leave 91 thank yous because some of them I really felt they just warranted a thank you. And for those, I sometimes won't, depending on the volume. Um, but for the most part, yes. And I do, like I said with Rohan, I remember the bloggers who don't reply back, and that does bug the hell out of me. Yeah, I usually won't leave comments to a blogger who never answers me. You know, I might give him one try. You know, sometimes you, you leave a comment that doesn't that's really difficult for the person to answer. I'm like, okay, I don't really expect them to answer that. But if I, I find I left something substantial, like, it took me 20 minutes to write it, I want an answer. Like, just mm-hmm. you know, speaking as a reader here. And if they don't answer, 
I'll probably boycott commenting on their blog. I won't necessarily stop reading, but if I'm not going to be able to have an interaction with that blogger, I'm not going to comment on their blog. So if you want comments, you answer. You know, cherish the comments that you have, because I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in my reasoning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to, because I, I think it's something that people keep track of, and they will take note of the fact that you don't do that, and then people won't bother at that point. And, and you can also have some great discussions outside of your posts. Like I, I, I know I've had posts where we've talked about one thing, and somebody will leave a comment, and it starts off being about that thing, but then it does snowball into something just as good. And I mean, I've had people that have come back, and, and I've had posts that I've read of other people's where, yeah, 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 the post was really great, but I'm here for the discussion. And you can really keep it going that way and you know especially if somebody leaves a comment where they're correcting you if they're polite about it give them credit like I know my loot mm-hmm. listing I had missed a couple of items that I didn't know about and somebody was really nice about it and she was like hey you know you may want to do this and I totally called her out I was like thank you to this commenter for doing it and your comments can be a really good extension of your posts if you if you cultivate them properly and I think even if someone isn't super tactful as long as they make a good point and they're not a complete jerk you can still be the better person um i've always made a point of when someone corrects me i thank them even if they're not that nice about it i'll still say thank you and i may even give them credit in my post you know i'll I'll make the change and i'll say thank you for so and so for pointing it out because I don't think everyone necessarily has great social skills or they might have just come across this blog and thought, oh, this person made a mistake. What an idiot. So I want to prove to them that, no, I'm not an idiot and I can totally hold my own. <laughs> and so far, it's actually earned me a, quite a bit of friends in just accepting criticism and being constructive myself. Like They left constructive criticism, which may or may not have been friendly constructive criticism but I took the constructive part and made my post better and I cultivated a relationship with that person and um, yeah and that's to, to people who get a little bit nervous when they're corrected that's what I suggest you do and of course if someone is a complete jerk doesn't leave anything helpful at all you can delete their comment or you can just ignore it you know not everyone is going to be helpful but if someone is helpful you you don't Pick the opportunity to be a make a friend. Don't mm-hmm. don't don't be offended. So speaking of negative comments, do you recommend moderating your comments? You okay. I can't, I can't <laughs> you can tell she's dying. Yes, yeah, sorry. It's kind of the fear kind of went down the wrong hole. Um, yeah, moderating comments if you want to. A lot of my. I don't particularly moderate mine, um, but it really depends on you and on the content of your post. And I know, like a lot of bloggers, have a, a little disclaimer say "Don't be a jerk," but I don't know how useful that is because if someone's going to be a jerk, they're not going to they're not going to see that little disclaimer say "Oh, I was going to be a jerk," but then I said the disclaimer and I thought, "Okay, I'll go somewhere else." Like it, it doesn't work that way. So, yeah, you know, do do whatever you want. It's your blog. Yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, there, and there's different levels of moderating, too. I mean, there's a way that you can moderate, and then if they leave enough comments, they're, they're not moderated anymore. There's ones where you have to uh, you have to choose to unscreen everything. There's there's choices where they have to leave certain amounts of information before they can comment. Um, 
Yeah, I, the only the only concern I have with moderating is you don't want to moderate everybody who disagrees with you because then you look a little biased or like you can't handle the criticism. Like you said, I know that some bloggers are re- reported or renowned for doing that where, you know, they'll screen. And then if it's somebody who's even moderately against them, they will never allow that comment to be shown. And I've actually had issues with a couple bloggers myself where, you know, I have tried to point out something to them and they would rather just deny I ever said that rather than let me have my voice. And I think that's incredibly shitty. And um, I think if you do moderate, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and that you're really screening out genuine bad comments, not just people who you have a differing opinion of. Yeah, although bad comments is subjective. And on someone's blog, you know, it's your blog. You can do what you want. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, and I'm probably one of the more liberal bloggers out there. I think the only time I've ever deleted a comment was... Uh, someone who was actually lashing out at another blogger whom, I mean, I knew <laughs> of, but I'd never I never spoke. Yeah, I've never, I'd never, well, yeah, I talk about her all the, not her, well, the, the comment I delete, I talk about that all the time. I think it's the first time I mentioned her on the show. And it was just someone going off on this blogger that, like, I, I, I knew of the blogger, but I didn't actually know the blogger. And I was just like, this is so random. <laughs> and I didn't want any part in this I didn't have an opinion it, it was about someone I didn't even know like how am I supposed to have an opinion on that like what does mm-hmm. this have to do with me so I deleted those comments uh, but I think yeah that's really the only time I've ever deleted a comment I've even deleted a couple if someone is mean to me I want everybody to see that yeah I will usually allow the first comment through and I will try to respond diplomatically. And if that doesn't work, then I will usually cut them off at that point. Um, I don't think I've ever completely eliminated an entire thread or anything like that. But again, you know, you do have that option and you do, you know, you know what you're comfortable with. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely a choice. And, you know, some people, I, one thing I would suggest, though, and I know we've joked about this before, <laughs> Um, do not look a gift horse in the mouth. Um, there are one or two bloggers that I've experienced <laughs> that have actively discouraged comments. They either won't turn them on or they will flat out tell you, do not leave a comment. I think that's bad business. I'm just going to throw that out Well, there it right. depends what your goals are. If you want a lot of readers, a lot of interactions on your blog, then yeah, don't, don't cheat yourself in the foot. If you just, all you want to do is put your words down on paper and you don't really care who sees it, you don't really want to be in an interaction with anyone, then turn off comments. You know, it's it's really a personal thing. It just seems to me really ungrateful. Like, I remember seeing one blogger who they wrote a post, and then they were literally like, God, you guys are leaving me comments? And I, and I have to, like, ugh, I have to respond to you, and you need so much of my time. And I was like, you bitch. Like, I was just, I was just so mad reading that, where it's like, are you literally, like, I couldn't believe that this person would, you know, feel like people were bothering them. Like, oh, God, you're taking time out of your day to read my site, and now I have to talk to you. I couldn't believe that. I thought that was really terrible. And I, I just think if people are going to take the time to come to your page, and they think enough of you to leave a comment, that's good, and that you, you know, you shouldn't make it feel like they're bothering you or they're imposing on you. And I, I thought that really had a lot of gall. I did think that was a little strange because I, I remember that event. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I think just another way to handle it is if you don't feel like answering because you don't have time, there's just too much going on, just don't answer. Eventually people will stop commenting. You don't have to ask them to stop. 
But it also seems kind of hypocritical if you're advertising. Like if you if you genuinely want a place of your own that you can sort of keep your thoughts to yourself, that's great. But don't tweet your new blog post. Don't you know? Don't have your signature with your blog address on forums. Like to me, that's sort of counterproductive. No, like you or you can wanna... just keep comments off. I mean, I I know um one of the I guess he's not really a blogger, but he's a pretty well known uh, gaming persona. But Mike Schramm, his blog doesn't allow comments. Oh, right. But he still advertises his blog. His posts are very interesting. He just doesn't, I guess he doesn't want to have any discussion on it. He has discussions on his podcasts and through other means. So he just turns off comments on his blog. And, you know, I, I think that's totally okay. See, I think that's where we differ because it just sounds like I, even though he's not necessarily saying it, I interpret it as my opinion is the only right one. And that's how I would look at it. And but are all, all know, blog posts opinions. No, if you're talking True, about, I don't. You know, yesterday I went to the movies and then I hung out with my friends and then I came home, like, you know, yeah, okay, that's what you want to say and people don't have to necessarily comment on that. I guess, but I mean, at least, and like I said, it's my own personal interpretation, but I don't write to be right. Like I, you know, when I write a theory crafting post, which I'm still very new at, I want someone to say, oh, your numbers were a little off there. You know, I don't mind that. If I write a loot listing, you know, I, I, I'm under, I accept the fact that I could be wrong. And I, I don't understand people who write and want to be right all the time, or they expect, or they don't expect people to have a differing opinion. I think it'd be really boring if we all had the same opinion and we all thought the same things. And Not all blog posts are theory or opinion. Some of them just tell stories. And you know, I was, for a long time, I really wanted to be a comedy blogger. And, I mean, I loved comments because they were always along the lines of, oh, you're so funny. Haha, <laughs> I love your story. So that was very encouraging. But, you know, not everyone necessarily needs that. But I think the joy of telling the story is having somebody, like, when you tell yeah, the story. Right, and you could be like, oh, my God, me too, and you get that moment where you've both been through it together. I think that makes a story that much more fun to listen to, and I think, you know, I think if you were telling me a story, and you, and let's say I wanted to, like, oh, my God, and you just went, shh, I'd be like, what, oh, like, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be as fun to talk about, I think, and it would just be, it would seem kind of one-sided, I guess, and that's just how I look at yeah, it. Yeah, but then, then I guess it does show that there's no right and wrong answers that even we don't agree on <laughs> yeah <laughs> on that and I, i've always just been in the opinion of it's your blog you can do whatever the hell you want with it and if you don't want to answer comments you don't even want comments on your blog that is totally your call yes um, but but don't complain that you have no readers yeah <laughs> if you shoot yourself in the foot don't complain that you can't walk <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, so the last thing I can think of that came up on our list was maintaining the blog. So you started the new blog. You're on Twitter. You're on Blog Azeroth. You're retweeting. You're you're doing your follow Fridays. Maybe you've been on a podcast before. You've got a good amount of readers. How do you keep it all going? How do you get to be one of those blogs that's around for a year, two years, or more? What would you say you would give in terms of advice of that? Oh, you're asking the blogger that quit. <laughs> Well, I believe I don't think you're done. Done. I think you're no. Busy. I'm just occasional. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've been around long enough. It's pretty. I'm. I, I don't want to like sound faint, but I think I'm fairly established. If I make a post, the people who actually care will read it. Yeah. So, um, but it's it, and I love being at that stage. I remember when I first started, and I felt like I had to post three times a week to get readers. <laughs> um, but yeah, to maintain it, it's 
it's hard. Like, seriously, it is really difficult. That's why a lot of blogs crash and burn within mm-hmm. the first month, within the first two months. Not very many blogs make it past a year. Uh, I think what always kept me going was the community. Just exchanging on Blog Azeroth. Um, Blog Azeroth, like I, you probably noticed, was really, really influential in my life. Um, love, love everybody there. They're so awesome, so helpful. Uh, yeah, just exchange ideas with people. Read other blogs. If someone writes a post that you know gets your little hamster running, let that hamster run in, in, into a blog post of your own. Like respond to other bloggers. Just yeah, just get involved, feel it, and uh, try and look at the game in bloggers eye view if mm-hmm. it makes any sense like if you're you know you, you're struggling on a boss instead of thinking oh I'm struggling on this boss you think to yourself okay what can I write about this mm-hmm. and uh, yeah a lot of great posts come from unfortunate situations uh, mm-hmm. yeah just yeah just ev- use every hurdle you encounter in game as an opportunity to write an opportunity to relate to other people and uh, the rest just kind of happens yeah, the only tips I have is really just do it for yourself. And I know we've said that we've we've said that a lot in this show is you know do what you want to do and do and feel what you're comfortable with. But I think especially when you've been around for a while, I, I admire the blog, the bloggers who kind of go on their own. And you know, I know for example a really big you know thing you hear is don't post on a weekend because nobody reads on the weekends. I I just posted that today and I I'm doing quite well for page views and you I know I on weekends I don't have time to write during the week. Yeah, you know you know definitely do what you want to do. You know you may want to write about something and your friend is like oh, I don't know write about it. You know if you think it's too personal somebody's going to relate to that and you know once you've been around for a while you really can start throwing out the rules and, you, and even as a beginner I would say there's maybe a couple you could bend as well and and maybe that there aren't even any but you know I think once you've been around for a while you are more you have more of a luxury of doing what you want to do and being a lot more carefree and and not being tied down to a posting schedule if you can post whenever you want to and you can post you know whatever size post you want to and um you know that's really that's really what i think is the key to maintaining a blog is just doing your own thing yeah and have fun doing it do what you enjoy doing it Mm -hmm. you can follow all the rules that those traffic bloggers will give you and if you're having a shitty time and you hate it you're not going to live very long And it's also going to show in your posts. Like, you can definitely, like, I can't speak for you, but I know I can look at posts that I've written when I was either feeling forced or when I was feeling really not into it. And I can tell that I was doing it or I was feeling that when I wrote it. I can, too. But at the same time, sometimes you do have to kick yourself in the butt. Uh, I know a lot of times if I hadn't forced myself to write, I wouldn't have. And my blog would have died. So sometimes you do have to push yourself. But I think it's just getting to know who you are, what you're, what you're like, know when it's a healthy pushing and when it's I'm forcing myself to write and it's really not the right time. And yeah, when it, and when it comes to following rules, like those, those traffic bloggers, they give you the rules to get the little tricks and like the little cheats to get the most hits. Those mm-hmm. are for people who make money off their blog, who... To them, the whole game is getting a lot of hits. It's not for someone who just wants to blog because they enjoy blogging. You know, and I made it a, a point of it when I started blogging that I wasn't going to follow any of those rules, and I think I did okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a like pretty low-key blog. I have a free WordPress theme. Um, my art was done, uh, was given to me as a gift. Um, I post on weekends all the time. 
I yeah, I just kind of always did my own thing, and I, I you know I posted about stuff that I shouldn't have posted about, and it it all worked out fine for me. Yeah, so it's I definitely think it's um, and if it also starts to feel like work, don't don't be afraid to take a break. Don't be afraid to take some time off to reassess. You know, it, it has to be something that you really want to do, and I think you can definitely tell the bloggers who've been around for a while because they love to do it. And you can tell when you, when they get excited about something or even when they're upset about something, you can tell that they genuinely want to talk about it. And, and it doesn't feel like they're doing it to get a page view or keep things afloat. And, you know, some of the bloggers that we still talk about are the ones that aren't around anymore because they knew when it was time to sort of go, um, because they easily could have kept going for years and years and years, but they knew their hearts weren't into it. And if you do get to that point where you know it's not fun anymore, or you know you're not playing that game anymore, don't be afraid to say, I think I need to close up shop. And, uh, and, and, and goodbyes are never permanent either. You know, you can say, I'm not going to post for a while because of X, Y, and Z, but it's your blog. You can always reactivate it. You can always slip in a post. You know, it never has to be that permanent. The internet will still be here tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that can be what you what you think of too in terms of your post. Like let's say you're like, "Oh god, I have to post on Monday." Your site will be there on Tuesday. It'll be there on Wednesday. Like it's not it's not that serious. And you know, I think that uh that bears consideration. So Yes. And another piece of advice that's completely unrelated to what we were talking about right now, but now that I think of it, write in your own voice, please. Okay, as a blog reader, I beg of you. Blog posts are not college essays. Yeah. It makes me so sad when I read something completely formal that is utterly boring. Mm -hmm. Just be yourself. Use your own words. Like, I mean, you know, there are some rules that you have to follow. If you want people to understand you, there has to be a beginning, a middle, and an end. You know, you have to have basic syntax, basic grammar. Yes. But make sure to use your own words. Have fun. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. Have fun. (laughs) with what you write, be yourself, explore different styles if you want to, until you find your own voice. Don't be stiff and rigid college essay style. Please, (laughs) as a reader, yeah, I I read blogs more than I write, and it's such a huge turnoff when someone is super formal. But don't also be so casual. (laughs) WTF, BBQ, LOL, LMAO. Yeah, there's certain levels of grammar <laughs> and syntax that are you know, your blog has to be legible mm-hmm. but there is a, a line between legible and <laughs> like you're not writing for you're writing for your friends on the internet you're not writing for your college professor uh, you know you're not writing a, a job application it, you're writing for your friends on the internet yes um, you know write in a way that's easy to read that's easy to relate to and that's you that that sticks out so that, you know, someone could come across your post and even if your name wasn't on it, they could say, oh, yeah, that's this person. <laughs> yeah. So are there any other tips or any other pointers that you have for new bloggers? Um, well, that was my big one because that's my biggest pet peeve. So people who write like they're writing college essays. Um, yeah, and I think we've gone kind of through everything, you know, to have fun with what you do, be yourself. Uh, mine that's my biggest one i i always that's that's the one i would would always come back to is be yourself you know i 
I, I pride myself on sort of being the rebel and, you know, I don't give a crap. Like, you know, I don't think I followed any rule in my, in my trajectory. I, I wrote about everything I shouldn't. I aired way too much of my dirty laundry. I posted whenever the hell I wanted to. I posted how often I wanted to. I just didn't give a crap. And if I can do it, you can do it too. Well, same here. And then maybe that's why we stuck around for as long as we did is because we were just having fun. We were being yeah. out. Uh, yeah. And to heck with everybody else. Yeah. Um, and then where was I? Oh yeah, there, and even posts that seem very vulnerable and very personal. I mean, the wild community is very gentle. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I wrote a very personal post, I was so scared. It was um, I just joined a new guild. I went came from this very casual guild, and I joined a guild that was a little bit more progressive. And I was so shy, and I was so scared of doing a bad job, and I was so nervous. And I wrote a blog post about it, and I had nightmares. I was so afraid that I'd be trolled, made fun of, and you know that when I left the first guild, there were some tensions. I one of the guild, one of my ex guildies trolled my blog, so I was I was really worried. But you know that was actually the post that launched me, and yeah, I found out like a a year or two years later, someone even used that post as inspiration to start a guild for shy people. Like, oh not yeah, just, not just my post, but like other like other people who. Um, not necessarily responded, but other people who'd written about that. But uh, my post was linked, and one of the when when the, the person who started the guild wrote, "Oh yeah, I read this post from Bossy Pally who talked about being shy." And, yeah, and it was it was <laughs> amazing. And you know that's what being personal and being yourself does is that it creates bonds, and other people can relate to you. And yeah, maybe not everybody will like it, and maybe you'll you will have someone who is just a jerk and wants to hurt people to hurt people uh, but you know 99% of the reaction that you'll get will be positive and supportive and uh, yeah it is I still can't believe it like you know by making that post I, I made a difference in some people's lives like you know a small difference I had a very small part in it but still that that's better than nothing that's more than what would have happened had I not written about it yeah, you never know who's going to find what you write and who's going to relate to it. And that's kind of why I love I love blogging personally is I love the relatability. I love feeling like, you know, I can post something and I'm not alone. And there are people who felt what I felt or they've left a guild for the reasons that I've left a guild. Or, you know, even me reading a post, you know, I may feel like a freak and I will read something that you wrote, which is how I met you. And you, you know, were dealing with your control issues as well. And I didn't feel like I was a freak anymore. And that's what I look forward to. I want people to say I want people to read what I write and say, I've been there, I felt that. And I want to be able to say that when I read somebody else's work, too. And that's why I love doing what we do. Um, and that's uh, and when you feel that, that feels so good to know that you're not alone. And, and it can even be a gearing thing. Like, you may... You know, it doesn't have to be something emotional. It can be somebody wears a piece of armor that normally someone would scoff at. And you're like, oh, my God, I wear that, too. And, like, you don't feel like the underdog anymore. And that's the biggest reward that I get from blogging and that I would encourage other people to seek as well is that feeling of not being alone through the writing. So, Yeah. And I hope that following this episode, we have a whole bunch of new bloggers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the little babies. So... <laughs> Um, so I got nothing else to add. Yeah, I think we've kind of been around this subject. How long have we been talking, really? Um, I don't even keep track anymore. Oh, it's actually not bad. No, it's we're been good. an hour and a half since we started the episode. Yeah. We started recording, uh, not recording, since we started the call. So we even talked yeah. a little bit before the call, which uh, you listeners don't get to listen to. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll do a live show. Oh, God. It just but seems yeah, like a lot of hassle, because we never recorded at the same time. 
But you also have to understand the people who we attract, like to give them that sort of unpredictability, like God help us. <laughs> but fun, we really change a whole lot in the show anyway. Yeah. But we do have some big things coming up. I think we're in the works of maybe getting a new site and changing our iTunes profile a little bit. I know we've talked about that. And we got a new review. We got a second positive review on iTunes. Yay. Ooh, can, can we read it on the show? Um, yeah, I don't know. I know you've mentioned that there's some issues with Canadian iTunes and American iTunes. I don't yeah, know I can't see the American reviews and you can't see the Canadian reviews, but we don't have any Canadian reviews, so that's not. Oh, that's why I don't like Canada. <laughs> But just imagine our, I mean, our podcast is probably what, double O, double O review, double O podcast, no? No. Okay. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to look us up on the American one. Just one second. It was really sweet, um, but there was a little criticism, but it's little, so I can deal with it. Um, it says, oh, we actually have eight ratings of four stars. Go us. Um, second one, <laughs> the heading is... Please upload a logo. Um, other than the minor annoyances of the default iTunes thumbnail, which is that little <laughs> purple thing, and a somewhat irregular schedule, this is an excellent podcast with interesting and unique content. Aww. Yay. So, yeah, we do have to do And we are aware of that. We are aware yeah, that we that. I just don't know how. I, I've did, I did everything that I could think of, and it still hasn't updated. But well, I think we, you figured it out. Yes. Well, so you had... You went to the experts, and we'll talk about this after the show, and hopefully we'll have a nice uh, nice iTunes profile. Yeah, so we're looking, but with that comes, you know, the possibility of us being self-hosted, which means we can have a prettier site, and we can do all sorts of things. We can keep track of our listeners a lot more. So we're, we're definitely working on becoming a little more upscale. So that's good. That's good. We're not so mom and pop anymore. Yeah, no, we just need to find more theme ideas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I'm but. starting to run dry. So if you guys have ideas, let us know. Yeah, or if you want to be on the show, like if you think you would be a good fit for a guest host or if you have something to talk about or you're an expert in something, let us know. We would love to have you, um, especially if you've never done it before. We always try to highlight people who are sort of new or have never been given the chance before. Um, not to say we don't love our veterans, but we do lean towards the more original, newer folks. So, um, So with that, I think we're done. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in. Yes. And uh, we'll see you some other time when we get around running again. Exactly. Good luck. Have a good yeah. one. Bye. James Bond.